Trump says he wants to run the nation like he's running his business? God help us. I'm a New Yorker, and I know a con when I see one. Okay, this is Ethan at the Valley Independent Sentinel, joined on the phone uh, by Jimmy Tickey, who uh, is a Shelton Planning and Zoning Commissioner and also the campaign manager for Congressional Representative Rosa DeLauro of Connecticut's 3rd District. Jimmy is uh, enduring a tremendous uh, sacrifice this week by being in Philadelphia for the Democratic National Convention. Uh, Jimmy, thanks for joining us. Um, some of the uh, the heavy hitters of the Democratic Party spoke last night. We had VP nominee Tim Kaine, current Vice President Joe Biden, and of course the night ended with President Obama's speech. Uh, Obama clearly got the biggest reaction of the night. I was wondering if do you think his speech was was the best of those uh, of those three or the or the other speakers last night? Well, good morning. Um, they all were. Uh were excellent speeches. The president's was so powerful. Uh, uh, he was the uh, the final speech of the night, and for good reason. Um, it was a fabulous speech, and it I found it to be unapologetically optimistic about who we are as Americans and um, what the future of our country looks like. I think he did um, he did several things in the speech. I think for people that have supported him and, and have been with him uh, personally since he first ran. They found it to be uh, a real full circle moment. He had just made his debut on the national stage 12 years ago um, in his first Democratic National Convention speech. Um, and there were a lot of people who were very moved by, by his words and realizing that 12 years later, he is uh, coming to a completion with his two years, two terms as president. Um, but even for people that may not have supported the president. I hope that they will still listen and watch his speech because it was, as I said, unapologetically optimistic. It was about who we are as Americans uh, and who we, who we will continue to be. Um, he talked about building bridges um, with communities and, and not building walls. He talked about working together, something that we certainly do in the, in the Valley, rather than dividing people finding solutions to problems rather than pointing fingers. It was um, a speech that was about who we are um, as Americans and what we hope to achieve. He did speak about Hillary Clinton and give her a, a, a full endorsement, and uh, it, was, uh, it was an excellent speech. But there were other speeches as well, so many, um, so many speeches, in fact, <laughs> from um, just top-notch people uh, the vice president, um, as well as uh, Tim Kaine, the vice presidential nominee. And uh, you you touched on sort of the optimism of Obama's speech. And uh, like, I think and and, and there, wa there was like, as I said, the reaction to it, even from like Republicans I saw on social media, they were like, well, I don't agree with the guy, but he's a good speaker. Um, and, you, and that optimism was a sort of an undercurrent of the entire speech. Uh, but like some people um, saw sort of like dissonance with, you know, you have that sort of unbridled optimism, but then, you know, hours before you had Chris Murphy lamenting the fact that, you know, a, a mentally ill person could get an automatic weapon and shoot 20 Connecticut school children. And the day before you had the mothers of the movement uh, speaking sort of along the same vein. Do you think there, you know, how do you how do you sort of react to that? You know, is that is that sort of like a cognitive dissonance or is or, you know, how do you how do you respond to that? 
No, I think it all makes sense. I think that there are issues that we want to work on uh, as a Democratic Party uh, and as a country. And I think in dealing with some of those issues, people get frustrated and for good reason. If they want to make change or affect policies and the policies haven't been able to change, people get frustrated. And so you have people who are making the case for changing policy, whatever that might be on the economy or or, or foreign policy or otherwise. Um, and they're, they are drawing the contrasts between what Hillary Clinton's vision is um, and what Donald Trump's vision is. So I think that that will always be, and you'll always have people who are making the contrast on issues, on policy. But um, I think that this week it is overwhelmingly positive in terms of defining who we are as Americans. Uh, the Democratic National Convention has been so welcoming, not just the Democrats, but last night we heard from um, former Defense Secretary Leon Panetta. We heard from Mayor Michael Bloomberg. There have been others who have addressed the uh, the uh, the convention who have said clearly, you know, I'm not a Democrat. I'm actually not here to endorse the party or even your platform, but I know that Hillary Clinton is the best person in this phrase, by far the most experienced and the best qualified person to be president. So I think the overriding message of this week is something that is very positive, that is very forward-looking, and I think we need that. I remember talking to Eugene on Monday, and we said, you know, the, the tone of this campaign, and I don't mean Hillary Clinton's, was getting very negative um, and cynical, and I don't think that's good for our process. And so I think that this week, I hope that the whole conversation and the whole campaign gets redirected to a more positive, forward-looking um, campaign over the coming weeks and months rather than one that's, that's based on hate and pointing fingers. That's a good segue uh, to our next. You, you mentioned the T word, Trump. Uh, Eugene uh, actually has a question on uh, on that subject. Hold on one second. Yeah, we actually have to pass the microphone here. We are a nonprofit, so Ethan and I share a microphone. <laughs> How's it going, Jimmy? I understand. Good, Ethan. How are you? No, no, it's Eugene. It's Eugene now. That other guy was Ethan. Oh, Eugene. Sorry, sorry to confuse you. All right, so I have a question, yeah, a Trump-related question, and it goes to what you were just saying, actually. A writer for the Washington Post just this morning dubbed Trump the, quote, chaos candidate. And I'd argue that the biggest news of the day yesterday didn't really come out of the convention, but it was Trump's loosey-goosey press conference and the comments he made about Russia and Hillary Clinton's emails. And I think while some see him as unhinged, there's a significant portion of the country who seems to embrace Trump's behavior and his statements almost because he's simply not a politician. He's anything but traditional. But I think you could argue that so far the Democrats are running a fairly traditional campaign and even the convention. Do you think that's enough to defeat a person like Donald Trump moving forward? Well, I can understand Donald Trump's appeal, which is that people think that he's an outsider and people think that he's going to be something different. And I think that's what uh, was one of the reasons why he was able to to win the nomination and, and where he's at right now, which is the Republican nominee. But I think at some point, um, backtracking from statements and saying, um, you know, well, I didn't mean it or I didn't mean it that way or, well, that was misconstrued or yeah, that only goes so far. Once you are the president of the United States, you don't really have the opportunity to backtrack on things you've said. Um, and certainly he has said some some things that I think um, as a 
as the president of a country um, would not be beneficial to the country, whether it's for our economy's sake or whether it's for our safety and security around the world. I think that's one of the things that came out of last night's speeches and really the message of last night, which is that we're electing a president to deal with the economy, to help working middle class families, to deal with all of the efforts of being the leader in the free world and our safety and security um, as a country in dealing with foreign governments. Um, And I think that's something that many of the speakers last night, including Mayor Michael Bloomberg, explained uh, his best with Hillary Clinton as president. Hey, let let me ask you one more question. Why do you think Donald Trump is running for president? You know, when you have Donald Trump on your podcast, you will have to ask him. I I don't know, um, but uh, it's going to be quite the race, and it is an unconventional election year. I do think people are frustrated with um, with Congress, with with uh, politics as they see it. People are frustrated, and I and I, I understand that. And uh, it uh, has certainly been. Um, a wild election cycle, and I think it's going to continue to be over the coming months. And, you know, Republicans met last week, and they had four days to present their plans and their vision. And now the Democratic uh, National Convention is this week for us to do the same. And then we take it to voters over the coming months. And I just know that being in the convention hall these past couple of nights, uh, those that are here, Democrats, but also folks that, as I said, are not Democrats, but are here because they're supporting Hillary Clinton, are energized, they are motivated, and they are ready to mobilize in every state across the country um, to work on uh, electing Hillary Clinton as president. All right, Jimmy Tiki, that are those are all our questions. I, I if you heard a, a random beep, that's my wife uh, texting me. I apologize for that audio interruption. But uh, again, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, and we will talk with you tomorrow. Then. 